What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a cross-cultural intelligence coach, project manager, mentor, trainer, and facilitator. Please welcome Liu Liu. Liu Liu, like, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for bringing me on the show. I'm delighted to talking to you today. And I think what we're going to be talking about is actually very necessary to help educate and inform and empower people with information that you perhaps can help them with. Yes, I believe so. I believe so. I think uh, in today's world, um, particularly in this globalized culture and the context, and then English being a business language or common language you like, um, people can end up having this um, perception or sometimes illusion that we all speak the same language. But if you just uh, lift, up, lift up the hood, if you like, when people start working together from different corners of the world, you soon realize actually, hang on a minute, we don't speak the same language that we think. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of being in different parts of the world, can you share share the audience with where you're joining us from? Yes, I am calling in from a town called Ocean in West Sussex County in the southeast of England. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, as much as we are separated, we are still coming together and we're going to talk about something that is... Um, I think that is going to help the world become a better place. Um, I've never, I've talked to a lot of coaches, but I've never had a conversation or got, you know, kind of in depth with someone that does cross-cultural intelligence. And so now I'm very open. I get along with everybody. I think you probably can tell that about me. Like I'm like welcoming, inclusive, all those things. But my fiance, my fiance is an immigrant. He's not from the United States. And he came here when he was seven or eight. And so my my in-laws, my future in-laws are, you know, obviously immigrants as well. And I can tell there are some things, even though he's been here for most of his life, there are certain things like the culture. There are sometimes we have like a difference in our culture. It's as simple and as basic as it is. And we're not talking about in the workforce. So I think yeah. in the workforce, it is even more probably highlighted when there are different cultures and how to come to come together as a team. Absolutely, absolutely. So you you are quite right there. So even like you say to start with how people get to um to know each other in a cross cultural team. So just to, to clarify this, you know, two uh, two scenarios people can end up in. One is you are in one country, uh, in your home country. Uh, end up managing or working with a team with people or people coming from different countries. So another scenario is that actually you are given the task uh, to go to another country to lead a team uh, in the different location. So in either this situation, uh, when we get to know each other, uh, how people get to know each other and uh, build trust can be quite different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would, I would think that that's different. And when people are in different cultures and different parts of the world, do you think that there is an underlying judgment that comes along with those people when they're dealing with each other? Uh, I would say so. The interesting scenario is as cross-cultural coach, the number one rule, if you like, 
is what I observe and I, I tell people not to do is people always say, think and feel their own culture is the best culture and the only right culture. Yeah. So, and uh, they, wherever they are meeting with people from different culture in this, in your own country, or when they travel around, there's this automatic comparison uh, between your own culture and others. Yeah. I said to people, it's fine to compare, but don't go along the line of trying to get out of a champion that which one is better. So you can compare the differences, but don't compare which one is better. Because if you go down that road, you'll end up in the wrong place. So that's where the discrimination, bias, orders come up. If you try to think, oh, which one is better, which one's worse. So just say, actually embrace the differences. Just say, actually, yeah, observe and see what the difference is. I think the differences are an opportunity for us to learn from each other. That's my thought process. But I think uh, maybe in some cultures or different backgrounds that that might be, um, uh, a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A way, a way to like kind of be more combative or um, I'm losing my train of thought. I can't think of the word, but I think you understand what I'm saying, where they would be like, they would be against each other and not looking at it as an opportunity to learn from one another. Sure, sure. I think, um, uh, like I mentioned, the one of the ways when people first meet together, where they want to build trust at work, work colleagues and all that. So if we, when you look at the cultural differences, uh, broadly speaking, there are different ways of like the size of world. So one is say um, the so-called hot climate culture, and the other is cold climate culture. So meaning the hot climate culture is more um, geared up on relationship. Okay. And uh, the cold climate culture are uh, more geared up about logic and facts. Mm -hmm. So the your typical um, Anglo-Saxon culture and the Northern European culture are a cold climate culture. They, they like to uh, have a, their thinking and uh, everything else based more on logic. Well, they, uh, you see China or where I come from and uh, um, Southern European, uh, African countries, uh, Latin American, they are more relationship based. Yeah. So when you get to know each other, first thing is, um, I remember when I was dispatched in my early years to go to Cambodia. I was, I was uh, giving the job to managing all the programs there. When I went there, there are two groups of people. One is uh, the um, expats-led organizations. So they, they are American and some Dutch. And uh, the other group are local organizations in Cambodia and led organizations. So I have to take two different approach to build trust with them. Hmm. So with the expat European people, so I, I will start in office. So they basically gave me a mini interview. So I was also uh, in, in my uh, youth. So then they basically gave me a mini interview. So for them, they need to know logically what qualifies me to do the job. Yeah. They have to be satisfied logically. Uh, well, with the Cambodians, um, we just I invited them into the hotel, staying, um, just have a drink, have a meal with them, just talk about family and your journey 
in life and how you get to where you are in organization and not launching to the um, work itself immediately. Then when you are with those group of people, when you build a relationship, personal relationship, when they feel they can trust you, yeah. and they can talk about work. Sure. Well, the other way around, uh, in, uh, with Anglo-Saxon culture, so you can launch straight into the work. And as long as they make logical sense, it's just fine. Yeah. What did you, were you always um, interested in becoming this kind of coach, or did something happen that led you down this path? Uh, so it is an interesting concept because when I, talking about label free, so I was thinking about the other day when, when I got this title, I thought, what is label free? I thought, for me, I understand that live a label free life is actually twofold for me. One is, not to be defined uh, by the labels other people put on you. Mm. So that's first fold. The other fold is actually how you can keep reinventing yourself and give yourself new labels. So that's kind of what I'm uh, going for. So as I was reflecting on this title of the show, so for me, the, how I how it leads me to this uh, work, yeah, is um, it's my journey really. When I uh, graduated from uh, high school, uh, you will never believe that my my first label is, I'm the kid who never passed the English exam in the school. Oh wow! So ever, then my dad made a bold decision, almost counterintuitive, after I finished my high school, sent me to a translator school. And somehow something clicked. The way they taught the translators is different from the way they teach English in your ordinary school. Yeah. So I just went from there. So I watched loads of movies, American movies, and I went from there. And then I finished at the top of class. So one of the, my teachers, who's also a, a professor in the university, uh, introduced me to a job in the uh, university. Uh, I of my city, United University. And uh, so they have a language center where they teach uh, Chinese uh, to all the foreign language, uh, foreign students. Okay. Um, about a hundred countries. So that's my first introduction to cross-cultural. Well, so I thought, uh, what an eye-opening experience. I worked there for three years. Um, yeah, from the receptionist to become the foreign affairs secretary. And that's also where I met my wife. Oh. So she came from England. I love it. Study and the work there. So that's how I, yeah, I got the one step further or deeper into this cross-cultural issue. So now I'm living it. So every day, uh, married different, uh, yeah, person from different country. And then we moved to Thailand, lived for a year. So it's another country experience. Worked there and then came to the UK. So again, to get, uh, end up working in the um, organization, it's... Um, International Relief and uh, uh, Relief and Development Organization. Mm -hmm. So working in fifty countries. Oh wow! So, so I, as an immigrant, it's another journey to learn to how to live cross culturally. I moved to England. We moved to a new country. I didn't know that at the time. You, whatever you did, what didn't do back in China, almost like somebody press a reset button. So you start from scratch. Yeah. So you can't you can't just lie on your um, previous glory, and then all of a sudden I found myself 
starting in the post room or the mail room in this organization. So, and I just kept going and kept going and kept working and kept studying uh, along the way. So 22 years later, I'm now the uh, level two manager in this organization, leading a team of uh, uh, yeah, yeah, international projects and uh, yeah, working with all these 50 countries. Yeah, that's how uh -huh. I got into this area. The more you get into that, as you say, with the right attitude, yeah, the more you find it fascinating. Yeah, it's more, yeah, that's why I feel like, yeah, I'm just passionate about these things. I'm leaving it and I, I really want to just pass it on to others as well. It's, yeah. I think that's really great. I mean, I, I mean, I would be open to those kinds of experiences, learning all the different cultures from, you know, all these different countries. So if somebody wants to work with you, what point do you think it's important for them to bring you in or to work with you as a, a coach around cultural intelligence? So I think, uh, the way I, uh, designed my coaching program is, um, Based, my, based on my years of experience. Mm -hmm. So what typically can happen is uh, you go, you can read a whole lot of cultural book. You get training as a manager of all kinds of training, but then these two can't marry together. Right. So you hold them separately. You, you still don't know how to apply it. So for me, I developed a program, um, a coach, coaching program specifically follow the program management process or cycle okay. in the light. Okay. And how I can teach people overlay the cultural aspect at each step of the way. Uh, like I said, how you, how you, um, uh, get to know each other, build trust, and then how people accept or view when you give it a task, how do you divide the resources, allocate, uh, roles and responsibilities. Uh, managing uh, conflict, uh, yeah, dealing with time and the financial management. That's very fascinating subject when when you work come to work with a cross cultural uh, team. So I think for to answer your question, it's about actually if you are a manager, yeah, senior to uh, um, senior to high level manager or middle to senior manager or your manager to be, I think uh, that's where you really can learn this cross-cultural intelligence. Sure. The, the challenge is that people don't know what they don't know. Right. So they be walking to a job and they are fully qualified, experienced manager, and all of a sudden they, they find that they are struggling, but then they don't know what they're struggling with. So that can actually severely damage their own confidence if they're not careful. Yeah, I can I can imagine. So, a your perfect your ideal client would be someone who's in management that is working amongst stuff different uh cross-cultural teams. That's right. That's right. So, I think uh, you 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 will notice actually majority of the companies organizations nowadays do operate internationally. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think COVID kind of pushed that along quite a bit. So, um if someone wants to work with you, what does that look like? Where you know, do they do you have a, um, a consulting call with you first, or do, what's the the commitment that they have to do? Can you share with us what that process looks like? Sure. Uh, a typical program, what I designed, it's a ten week process. Okay. 
So meaning um, there's some knowledge part, so uh, be, uh, they can arrange a call with me. First of all, we need to know, uh, actually, can we work together? Is this yeah. something I can help you with? And then uh, should that be the case, uh, then so it's a 10-week uh, program. Then each week, I'll give them a short video clip I recorded, so that gives you the knowledge side. Okay. And then to prompt you to think, actually, this piece of knowledge, this aspect, how does that uh, apply to your work? So how does that um, um, affect your current work? So basically, it's a light bulb moment to help you to trigger some uh, reflection and thinking. And then you come to me, we have a, a one-hour coaching session, and then to, to really bespoke, to resolve the issues you have relating to that specific area. There might be yeah, time management, financial management, or conflict, or giving feedback, or gender and age. There are 10 modules designed for that. Then in between the module, if you, uh, yeah, you can have uh, access to me. If you need to have a quick meeting, important meeting you don't know about, just contact me, then we can have a quick chat. So then, yeah, let's see how we work together. Yeah, and where can people find you, connect with you, and learn more? Um, Yes, I have a website. Uh, it's liuliucoaching.com. And then you can find me on uh, LinkedIn as well. Excellent. You guys, I'm going to put those links in the show notes. So if you've connected with, with what Lulu has shared today, Liulu, did I say that correctly? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I felt like I didn't say it right. But if you connect with what he shared today and you are a manager working with a cross-cultural team or know someone that is and possibly might need a little help, managing uh, his team a little bit better, don't hesitate to go click that link below, connect with him with Lulu on LinkedIn, and you know, it doesn't hurt to set up a consultation call. Lulu, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Right. I think um, what I would like to leave with people today is uh, about, obviously, about cross-cultural is... I think we need to, first of all, is need to really embrace our individuality, embrace our uniqueness. And secondly, is I would say actually avoid stereotype anybody or any culture. Yes. So, so any of the cultural concept um, can give a general idea, but even within one country, like I mentioned to you, the Anglo-Saxon could be climate culture, but actually within those groups, there are also varieties of things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and be open-minded and uh, don't judge others. Like I mentioned at the beginning, um, compare the differences, embrace the differences, but don't don't compare to see who's which one's better. Right. Yeah. I like that. Very good. Well, thank you so much for what you do. I think it's very important in today's age. And thank you for sharing your story and being a guest on Label Free Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to um, to get some uh, feedback from you and from the listeners. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things, and I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.